Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. Well, we've got another great series lined up for you today and today's episode is part one of another two-part series, this time with Andrew Casson of Acquisity. In this episode, we talk about Andrew's book, On Your Terms, which is a great read for business owners out there who are gearing up to sell in the future. But before we dig deep into the contents of the book, which we'll be doing in the second half of this series, we open this series by taking a step back to talk about the story behind the book, the unique opportunities that it offers to accountants and the difference that it makes for anyone who's thinking about preparing their business for sale. So let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to The Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real-life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming to join us today to talk about this fabulous book of yours, On Your Terms. Maybe let's start perhaps by giving our listeners a little bit of insight into you, a bit about your background and what led you to write your book. Absolutely. So I I guess in summary, I'm a licensed business agent in New South Wales. So I'm licensed to sell businesses under the Property Stock and Business Agents Act. I set up my own firm, Acquisity, back in 2004, and I've been doing valuation and sale of privately owned businesses in the lower mid-market for about 15 years now. So been in the game for quite a while. Um, I tend to specialise in services-type businesses, so I've got quite a lot of experience, most of my depth of experiences in companies like recruitment companies, marketing communications, training organisations, IT services. Um, healthcare. They're, they're sort of the areas that I tend to specialize in. And as you pointed out, I, I published my uh, first book back in 2015 called On Your Terms. And the little subtitle is 101 Ways to Prepare a Business for Sale or Succession. <laughs> and now that that would keep someone busy for quite a while, wouldn't it? Going through... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I deliberately wrote it as, a, as 101 Little Tips and Insights rather than a prescriptive procedural type of book, which you'll often find on the bookshelf if you go into like business planning books or anything like that. They tend to be do this step one, do this step two, step three, so on and so forth. You end up with this wonderful plan. I designed my book more to be a yeah, you can dip in and dip out at any point. You can put post-it notes all over the place. Right. You can quite easily just grasp the concept in, you know, in, in a paragraph or two yep. rather than having to go through you know, there's a lot of fluff in a lot of other books. Let's 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 be honest about it. So <laughs> I, kept it um, I try to keep it pretty, really easy to read, but um, as much information in there as I possibly could. Yeah, right. And so, how did it come to writing a book? What what led you into this process? Because I I mean, you know, writing a book is a big thing, right? There there has to be a big driver there. Clearly, you had seen a lot that led you into feeling like there was a book in this, something that you really needed to communicate to the public. Yeah, I'd, look, I'd love to be able to say that um, it's been my lifelong dream to be an author and, uh, you know, I finally found something to write about that people might want to read. But <laughs> uh, it was actually frustration, Joe. Yeah. I was getting clients coming to me with their businesses and expecting the world, expecting someone to jump somersaults over their, their uh, when they see their business and uh, and pay overs for them, and, and they weren't. They had yeah. terrible warts on them and they weren't well set up. And one of the problems with being a business broker 
is that you're coming, your relationship with your client comes right at the end of the business cycle. It's when the, the business owner has finally thought to themselves, you know what, it's time to leave. It's time to get out. I need to sell. They're not interested in taking advice. All they want is someone who's going to do a transaction and get them what they've been told they can get. Mm. And recently this year, I had, I had a transaction fall over. And I think it was mainly because the vendor was told that her business was worth five to seven times EBIT. Mm. And because someone had just plucked this range out of the air with no real hard market data behind it. Mm. And so her, her heart was set on achieving this sort of range. And it's just not, yeah, it's not good for a business broker to be put in that situation because you yeah. this cannot, you can't hit the, uh, the vendor's expectations. Yeah. And of course, those multiples are available out there. You know, that's not uncommon, but it, it needs to apply to a business that is prepared in the right way for sale. And I guess Absolutely. really that that's your point here, isn't it? In, exactly. in terms of your book and the concept of preparation. Yeah. Yeah. The book, I mean, the book was 15 years of, well, at that stage, about 12 years of of frustration, accumulated frustration and learnings and looking at all the pitfalls and obstacles. So you, you often hear of business owners who decide they, they don't want to use a broker, they'll just go and sell it themselves. Hmm. You know, it, it, it takes a long time and a lot of water under the bridge to actually learn all this stuff. You don't just, you know, you, you can't just pick it up overnight and expect to get a fantastic result. So, you know, it takes time to properly prepare the first that I really wanted to commu- communicate through the book. And also, most business owners are only concerned about themselves. Yeah. And that was the other thing that I wanted to communicate out there. And the, the book has been set up to look at the business through a whole range of different perspectives. And absolutely, the, the individual's perspective is key, always one of, the, one of the key ones. They need to think about what's important to them when they're going to sell the business. But they also have to take into account all the other stakeholders that are involved, uh, including the buyer, potential buyer, their employees, their customers, suppliers, uh, their advisors. There's a whole range of different perspectives you need to look at look at a business through if you're going to set it up correctly. So really what I wanted to do was, was just get all, get all this information out there in a, in a manner that was going to be able to influence the highest number of people so that when they finally came to me with a business ready to sell, it was well thought out, it was well prepared, and they were going to be realistic about what expectation they, or, or what result they were going to be able to achieve when they actually on the market. I want to spend most of our time talking about the content of the book, but I, I think it's actually interesting also hearing the story behind the development of the book. So I guess firstly, how long did it take you to write? How long did it take you to get all of these ideas down in a coherent <laughs> form? <laughs> well, it probably took me two years to get into a coherent form. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it was it was, you know, you know when people make news resolutions and they decide to go to the gym yeah. um, to lose weight, that's the resolution. So they're six weeks are at the gym and they work really, really hard and then it just sort of tails off. And it was very similar with writing a book. I, I went hammer and tongs for about three months and got about halfway through. And then sort of the, the steam ran out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, just, it took me another 18 months to uh, to finish it from that point. Yeah. Uh, or to get it to the point where I, I could actually um, send the manuscript to the publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up self-publishing. I didn't go through the normal channels. Um, I just couldn't find, and, uh, and and probably to my own fault, I I didn't try hard enough. But I, at the time, I couldn't really find the right type of publisher who would be jumping all over it mm. to uh, to take it to market. So I decided to self-publish. And keeping in mind also that the book is not designed to make money. It's mm. not designed to make money through the sale sell of the book. It's designed to make money in the future when someone's read it and, and set their business up. And so they come to me and, 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 and I make, make my money out of, my, out of the fees at that point. So mm. I tend to give the book away more mm. often than not. Mm. You know, I send it out as a marketing piece, mm. even though it's a, it's a good size, it's got great bud value, uh, which is 
which is a really interesting concept. And, and it's always appreciated. Yeah. And I particularly love it when someone comes to a meeting with the book and it's got little little flags and post-it notes all the way through. Right. I say, yeah, I've read all this and I've done this and done that. And it's, um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's- Let's take a short break. When we get back, Andrew talks about the difference this book can potentially make for business owners who've read it prior to going to market versus those who haven't. Quick clue, education is key in preparation. And that's next. This is Joanna Oki and you're listening to The Deal Room, a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition or to discuss how we can work with your clients if you're an advisor in this space. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au or if it's easier, just shoot me an email at joanna at aspectlegal.com.au. If you're interested in hearing smart legal tips for business, the Deal Room's sister podcast, Talking Law, is perfect for you. These two podcasts are now among the top legal podcasts in Australia. In our Talking Law podcast, I dissect a different topic each week that I have seen impact businesses, and I then provide actionable tips for you to avoid that risk or to use that legal area to your advantage. We release new episodes every 10 days, and you can listen to our episodes through www.talkinglaw.com.au or subscribe to our Talking Law podcast on iTunes to be the first to know when a new episode is out. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Earlier we heard Andrew's story, how his years of experience and frustration pushed him to finally write a book that will helpfully help business owners in preparing for sale or succession. Let's keep the conversation going and discuss the opportunities that this book offers to accountants who want to do more than just compliance work for their clients and to business owners who are looking to sell into the future. About that for a second. We'll come back to the content um, in a minute. We, I promise we will talk about the content. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about this, the, the, the difference between someone who has read this book and then is coming to talk to you versus, versus someone who's had no connection with the book. So someone who has had no connection with some of the concepts or all of the, the 101 concepts that you're talking about here. What, what's the palpable difference that you see in, um, you know, in people who, who, who come to you and talk to you after they've read the book and understood some of the concepts that are in here? Well, I think you just put your finger on it and said understood. Um, 
it, it's a, an alignment. Yeah. So your 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 conversation. I'm not educating them during the conversation. Yeah. It's much more. The conversation is much more attuned to, to or in, in line with reality, and they, and they get it. They tend to get more the concept of what it takes to actually sell a business now and how important it is to prepare. Mm. So that's probably the main difference. Otherwise, you know, I'm meeting with them and, um, and you know, you spend half the time educating them and, and trying to correct uh, misconceptions that they may have. Yeah. And that's really difficult. And I think, you know, for many people listening to this podcast, you know, who aren't the business owners themselves who are involved in the sale or acquisition of a business, you know, for us as advisors, there is so much of a component of our role that relates to the education prior mm. to transaction. And and I think, you know, the, the sorts of things that you're talking about here are, are really, you know, I'm hoping our accountants who are listening in are listening closely to the sorts of things you're saying here, because this is a way, you know, books like this are a way that they can pass on information that is highly useful and relevant to their customers, their clients, if they think their clients are, you know, within, let's say, five years, maybe five to 10 years of preparing their business for sale. Uh, Because I guess this is a way that books like this and education like this is a way that business owners can, can understand the elements early enough for them to make a difference. Absolutely. And you know, to, be, to be quite frank, my, my accountant's got a couple of boxes in their office. Great. To give to, the, to their clients uh-huh. because they can see how they can add value to their clients. Yeah. Uh, they can be seen to be making, you know, to be doing something that, that adds value by saying, look, you know, we've, we've, got, a, uh, we've got a book here from, from one of our clients and we re- really recommend you read it. They're not pushing their own service there, but what they're doing is they're establishing themselves as someone who's looking after their clients yeah. and their interest. And I think that's really important. So. Yeah, and, and uh, there's someone else, um, and for the life of me, I can't recall who it is, who I, I actually gave a box of books to as well, and they've, they've handed them out mm-hmm. to their clients as well. And it just it just helps establish them um, in, a, in a better light with their clients as well. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I think it's a really great value add. Would you like a box of books, Joanna? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a box of books, Andrew. That's fabulous. I'd love a box. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and I guess, you know, he, here's a point for our accountants. If they want to get in contact with you, we'll, we'll have some some links from our show notes um, through to Andrew and his uh, website, acquisity.com, where you can make contact with Andrew if you'd like, you know, a box of books so that you can be providing them to your clients to, um, to help them get prepared well in advance of a sale. Next week, we close this two-part series out by delving deeper into the contents of Andrew's book. We'll identify the usual suspects for business sale disappointment and recommend some practical changes that you can make for your business to get it to a business sale-ready state. Most importantly, Andrew ends the series with some hot tips for advisors, brokers and accountants working in the M&A space. But for now, I wanted to talk briefly about the legal elements required to prepare a business for sale. Now, if you would like a little bit of information about these legal elements, we have an ebook that details all the elements required to prepare a business for sale from a legal perspective, where we outline the areas that I'll talk about today and also include a checklist of the considerations and action items required. 
To get a copy of the book, just check out the show notes or head over to this episode page on our website. Go to www.aspectlegal.com.au, find the podcast section on that website and look for episode 26. And this is a great publication that provides some simple education in preparing businesses for sale. That's also particularly relevant if you're a business gearing up for sale, but also if you're a business advisor and have clients considering a sale, then this is a great free publication that you can pass to them. So feel free to get in touch and we can send you a free copy that you can distribute to them. All right, so what are the legal elements that you should be thinking about when preparing a business for sale, whether or not it's your business or a business that you're advising on? And if you'd like to listen to more of our podcast discussing the legal issues in preparing for a sale, then head back to episode four, where we talk about the legal tips in priming your business for market. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.